Yo, what is going on, everybody? It is Wednesday. It is your favorite night of the week. Well, maybe your second favorite now that the Mike and Mish is on Thursday. Um, I am here. I got a couple uh, guests joining me tonight. First up on the docket is uh, BKFC's own Brad Kelly, also my veteran uh, guest of the evening, U- U.S. Army veteran and himself. Uh, before I get going, I'm going to do a couple uh, sponsor reads real quick. And then we'll get the show on the road. First up, as always, Massage Therapix, Holding Hands Massage. They are registered with the Department of Veteran Affairs. So go to www.holdinghands.com. If you are a veteran, uh, talk to your provider, get a referral, go on her website and book yourself an appointment with Jackie. She um, does body scans, finds uh, trigger points. Relieves pain, chronic pain, back, neck, knees, feet, everything under the, you know, she's the shit. She knows what she's doing. She's the best in the business. Go see Jackie. And, of course, we got Killfoot Clothing, American-made, veteran-owned business, uh, creators of the Mike and Mish, I mean, the Mission Accomplished uh, first T-shirt, which are available. Go ahead and inbox me your size and the color you want and i will get you one they're 25 dollars a piece not to include shipping we'll get a little shipping charge in there as well but let's go ahead and get our guest of the evening up his name is brad machine gun kelly what's going on sir how are you today can you hear me You can't hear me. I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Having a little uh, connection difficulties. This happens. No big deal. Um, Brad, let me know if you can hear me. And he fell off. It's okay. We're going to figure this out. You know, it happens. Uh, while he's in, while he's getting that situated, let's see who's in the uh, chat room. We got the lady herself, Audra Cummings. Hey, what's going on? Let's go. I'm so ready. I am so ready too. Uh, John Morissette, what's up? As always, uh, Joe Ivy, Susan Walker, Brad Williams, all the regulars are in the house. Let's get Brad Kelly back up in this piece. Can you hear me, Brad? What is going on? Hold on one second. Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I'm just checking. I'm going to bring him back up. I I think um, maybe his, like your, his volumes going through his car speaker. If he's hooked up through Bluetooth, maybe that's why he can't hear you through his headset. I don't know. Okay. Let me, uh, I just wanted to bring you up real quick to make sure it's not, my end and we're uh, live we are live live brad what's going on can you hear me my friend i want to talk to the machine gun who wants to talk to the machine gun can you hear me sir do you have sound is your bluetooth on what is happening Audra, we might be we might be pulling you up real quick. Um, 
Just give it a second, folks. Technical difficulties always happen. If you could stop breaking the internet, that'd be great. Thanks. I, you know what? I try. The goal is to break the internet every week with this show. Let's go intro net. All right. Anyways, how's everybody doing tonight? Thank you for tuning in. All right. We got Audrey Cummins. We got Brad Brad Williams. Who threw the bukkake up there in the <laughs> uh, quote? Of the, I mean, uh, comment of the night goes to San Juan so far, Facebook user. Thank you very much for uh, dropping that treat of a word in the, the comments tonight. Uh, I see. Hello, Monica. I'm sure you'll be turning tuning in tomorrow night. Brad Brad Williams is laughing. Audra is here. You know who's not here? Our man Brad. We're going to be talking to him, man. Very soon. Hang in there. Hang in there, everybody. Um, on top of talking to Brad tonight, we're also going to bring Mike Honnold in here tonight. In the three of us, me, Mike. And Machine Gun Kelly are going to talk some UFC 260. We're going to react to the, uh, you know, react to the pay-per-view from the other night. See, Talk about our biggest takes. But then we're going to trans- transition right into, um, into who is the greatest heavyweight of all time. You know, Stipe Miocic dropped his title, but that doesn't take away his clout, I don't think. Um. Yeah. Anyways, I think we should uh, kill a little time while we wait for Brad. I'm going to bring up uh, Mikey. Hey, Mike. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Hey, tell us a joke, Mike. I'm always ready for a chit-chat. Tell us a joke. Make us laugh, clown. A joke? I mean, I'm not one for jokes, but I might be one for stories. Yeah, tell us a story. Anybody want to hear a story? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I did all weekend? Oh, yeah. I know what you did all weekend, but you can uh, tell everybody at home. Jesus. So, or as Brooklyn would say, oh, geez. Oh, so, geez. So we, we started this project in the house that I didn't want to start. And Steph insisted that we needed to paint the hallway. Pick me up, please. Shh. No. <laughs> Oh, Brad, dude, Brad just popped up in the green room and then fell back off again. Uh-oh. I think he's having some so, real, he's having some real phone issues right now. I blame it on Audra. Yeah, so so Steph says, "Oh, we're going to paint the the hallway, the living room, the staircase, the this and the that." And I'm like, uh, "Do you understand this is going to take like uh, I don't know, 5 days for me to take everything down to sand everything?" She's just like, "Ah, oh, you'll live with it." Yeah. I'll live with it. So I, I'm I'm here all weekend painting and doing all this crazy stuff and we get into doing the walls right and i'm halfway what's up hold on hold on he's in there and i think he can hear us now can you hear us give me a thumbs up yeah buddy you're gonna tell me the rest of that story in a minute let's see if we can get him up here hold up brad brad can't Oh man, hello. We are freezing. Are you there, sir? 
we really got to have this conversation. <laughs> um, all right. Let me see something. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to text him. Go ahead. Keep telling your story for a second. I'm going to, oh, so, uh, we get the paint in the walls, right? And we get halfway through a bucket of paint and uh, we're like, wow, this looks, uh, it looks pretty shiny. I'm not sure what's going on with this paint. Right. So, uh, my buddy Corey goes and checks. We got four gallons of wall paint and, uh, he goes, uh, you're not gonna be too happy about this, but, uh, they gave you semi gloss for the walls. <laughs> so we yeah. got like the whole hallway done. We're about to make it out into the kitchen and I got to go back to friggin' Lowe's to return this paint because they gave me semi gloss for the walls. I mean, what kind of moron works at the paint shop in the friggin' Lowe's and doesn't know that you don't use semi gloss on the walls if you're using semi gloss on the damn trim? Anyways. Yeah, well, you know what? It's ridiculous. You should have paid someone so you can get mad at them and then and then yell. But you can't yell at yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you got yeah, I was pretty. That's pretty mad. He's telling a paint story. Hold hold on. Let's try this one more time. Hey, Brad. Oh, 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 oh. All right. <laughs> um, let's just see here. Hang in there with me, folks. We're gonna keep this going. We're gonna try. Uh, let me try something else. Everything is not working the way we want tonight. Man, and I had a really awesome conversation to do with with Brad. Brad, are you there? Okay. Let's Mike. Hey. Hey man. Um, so I just shot Audra an invite to see mm -hmm. if she can explain to us what the hell's going on here. Sure. Um, because Brad keeps freezing up. Um, I think, yeah, he's definitely wherever he is, he's got really bad reception and I, I don't know if his headphones are working with his phone. I feel like it's probably working through his car and not his headphones. Uh, you know, yeah. if I have my headphones in, right, if I'm using my AirPods and I'm listening to something, I always know when Steph's home because my AirPods will shut off and it'll start playing in her car. So she gets what other, whatever crazy Howard Stern bit I'm listening to ends up in the car with her and the kids. So I'm sure Ooh. that's very appropriate for them to listen to. Yeah, well, at least you're not in the bathroom uh, with your earbuds on taking care of. <laughs> You know, take care of some business. <laughs> <laughs> some, some business. I always know to shut the Bluetooth off if that's the case. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. Uh, never, never even heard of that before. <laughs> Bluetooth. I found out this weekend that Bluetooth is named after a Viking. So really? if anybody knows, yeah, we found out at your house. Me and Ian, me and Ian looked it up. What what did the name Bluetooth come from? If you want a good story, look it up. It came from a Viking. A Viking. Was the Viking's like, name Blue? It was no, his last his name was Bluetooth, and he brought together like the Danish and someone else. So it basically means that Bluetooth is to bring together two different, you know, things and connect them. And essentially that's what this Viking did. It brought two lands together. Yeah, see, there's Ian right there. He knows. Ian says it's a great story. Yeah, it's that's cool. I think you guys are full it's of cool. shit. It's cool. It's 
go. When are we going to get Austin Vanderford on here, huh? I don't know, man, but his uh, his wife's been dropping some um, some bombs lately, dude, and she should be getting a fight soon too. So I can't very wait. She's very busy on the internet, but she's also very busy in negotiations because I'm hearing that she has an opponent. She has time, and we're going to find it out very, very, very soon. I uh, I hope that we can get her and him on here one night. Mike and Mish with Austin and Paige. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow night, too, because we got Tyler Goodjohn, and then we have Britton Hart on also, uh, a former opponent of Paige's who stole the show at Knuckle Mania, and we will talk to her tomorrow, and I'm sure she has an opponent coming up also. So a lot of exciting female fights in the BKFC. Dude, way to, way to segue, homeboy, because we're going to bring in somebody right now that's going to explain to us what's going on with Brad Kelly's phone. Audra, hello. Hey. hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm trying to call him right now. I'm like, where are you? Like, just get over here. Go to McDonald's. Go to Walmart. Go anywhere with Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? This it's this is the beauty of live entertainment. Um, and we have good people on deck that we can just call up and say, hey, what the hell's up with your dude, man? Yeah, right. So I had a little mishap today. So I... um. I don't know if you guys have seen, but um, I'm a, I'm actually a certified personal trainer. I don't remember if we talked about that last time or not. We did. I run yeah. boot camps. I do virtual groups. I, I meet you one-on-one. -on -one. Like, whatever your needs are, I'm here to get you in shape. Like, whatever you need. Um, I run bike camps. That's how I got started uh, and interested in fighting. We did talk about that last time. Um, excuse me. So... The interesting thing is I've been running these boot camps. I used to work for a guy um, who does boot camps. He lives in Louisiana and he tries to set up these independent contractors in all these other little states. And he works out a little contractual agreement. Well, long story short, I completed my contract. Um, to even continue to do a little side business for him here and there, whatever. It got rocky. It got rough. It got gross. It got weird. And I was just like, you know what, dude, I think I'm like done and I'm just kind of doing okay on my own. I got all these other little ventures going on. And he was like, okay, blocks me on Facebook. Okay. No big deal. Whatever. That's <laughs> your thing. Um, and I just kept doing my thing. So pandemic came and went. Nobody really did a whole lot of big group boot camps. Um, and this year I started back up a little bit with some camps, combining all my little small groups. And I had about 20 women show up at the park. This guy sends me a legal letter to stop doing boot camps or anything fitness related in all 82 counties in the entire state of Mississippi. Not only does he send me that letter, he shows up to my camp to like intimidate me and harass me and cause me problems and, and whatnot, but won't talk to me in person. Does this like three times calls the cops on me because a uh, interesting story. This is about Brad Kelly. <laughs> Brad always helps me set up for boot camp. So this other guy, he's like, well, I'm going to set up a revenge camp on you and I'm going to set up, all this group of women next to your women and like three feet away, but he won't talk to us in person. So Brad Kelly, he's bowing up. He's getting mad. He's like, Oh, you ain't doing this. Audra. <laughs> he walks over to him. This is like last week, two weeks ago. 
It was almost a scene out of Braveheart. It was about yes. to be. <laughs> so he walks up. He's like, hey, man, we all know what you're doing. We all know what's going on here. He's like, nobody's telling you you got to leave this park. Nobody's telling you you can't have fitness, too. He's like, just move your stuff over. Can you just be more than six inches away from Audra? And uh, the guy won't look at him. He keeps his head down and he shoes him. Oh, you know, shoes him away. Won't look at him. He goes, this, this is my business. This, this is my business. Brad Kelly goes, yeah, well, that's Audra. And this is her boot camp. And she's my business. <laughs> <laughs> and the All guy right. turns around like he's angry, like he's gonna do something. He's <gasps> and he sees Brad. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, okay." And he goes, and he turns away, and he and he puts his head down. Less than thirty seconds later, five cops are walking over to me because the police station's right there where I do my little camp. But does Brad like, have like the black and blue eyes still from this the fight? Is right before, <laughs> this is right before the black and blue eyes. <laughs> right before he hooks up with Elvin for the black and blue eyes. And, but he turns around and he knows Brad's a fighter, I think just from Facebook and whatnot. And he, he puts his bio, stops, doesn't want to talk to Brad, turns back around and here come five cops walking over and they're like, Oh, is something going on. Is there a disturbance? And we're like, no, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Brad walks up and he's all just like pissed, you know, rightfully so because this was like the third time the guy had been out there to intimidate, harass, set up something separate right on top of me and my, and my gang, you know, your gang. <laughs> and I, long story short, this guy lives in Louisiana. We're here in Petal, Mississippi. And the cops go, what's wrong? And I'm, I tell them the story. I'm like, I don't work for this guy anymore. He's bitter. He's here for, like, revenge and harassment and whatnot. He's not even from here. And they go, where's he from? I was like, he's not even from Mississippi. He's from Louisiana. This dude's driving, like, two to three hours one way just to try to harass and intimidate me over some fitness stuff. And uh, the cops laughed and they look at Brad and they laugh at Brad. They laugh at me. They go, um, we know you, you've been here like three years. I'm like, I know. They're like, if you need anything, let us know. Um, but that guy's not even, he doesn't pay taxes here. He doesn't do anything here. The best way to deal with this guy is ignore him. So anyway, fast forward, I start getting legal paperwork in the mail and I had to deal with like attorneys today and potential, you know, like response to this guy and what's going to happen. So Brad's like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, I had a long day. Nice. Very nice. You were almost William. Well, he was almost William Wallace in the name of Audra's boot camp. Yeah, so he was totally there. He's such a good partner, training partner, best friend, life partner, do everything together. And he shows up and he's like, yo, you're not going to do this to my homegirl, you know. And so here we are, cops and legal letters and attorneys later. <laughs> what the hell? Outstanding. Well, you know what? Hey, guess what? I think Brad can hear me. He, he's in the green room. He's in the green room. He could hear me. I see him giving me the thumbs up. We're gonna go. We're gonna. We're gonna go ahead and get none this, of this mission accomplished going. Yeah, none of this here. Uh, we're gonna thank you for popping in, Audra. That was fun. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah. All right. We'll see you later. Bye guys. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right, Mike, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to run this interview real quick. You can go uh, deal with the children's if you want. And uh, I'll talk to you in a little bit. All right, homie. All right. 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 Round two. My guest for the evening is that's my radio voice. Everybody. I don't know if you noticed that, but that is my professional radio voice. Here he is. Mr. Brad Machine Gun Kelly. Can you hear me, sir? Can you hear me? You can hear me, but I can't hear you. <laughs> One second. Let's turn that mute off. We're going to get this show on the road. It was a good one, too. I can hear you. And I mean, you can hear me. I can't hear you. Nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, like we always talk about, man, resilience. Uh, we can't hear you, Brad. We got to hear all about air assault. We got to hear about Elvin Brito. We got to hear about Fort Benning. We got to hear about all that shit. So uh, get somewhere where we can hear you. Are you, uh, are you, are, can, are you there? Can you hear me? This is interesting. This is interesting radio. Audie K is back in the green room. She's, she's like, I'm on deck no matter what. I got you, homie. She's in, uh, Audie K is in the green room listening to Today Was a Good Day. To get her mind off of the fucking Braveheart paperwork war that she went through. Um, do -do 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 -de. Hey, do -de -do 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 -do. Yep, hold on. We're waiting. <clears throat> so anyways, today, uh, while I was at work, the, the old 1SG says, Hey, Kyle, I need you to drive to Wakefield, Rhode Island. I need you to bring Lisa with me. So one of you guys can drive her car, drive my car home because I'm getting knee surgery. So you know what I do? I drive 45 minutes to, to Rhode Island to pick up the, one, the first sergeant. Uh, he comes out and he's like, Hey, I'm good. I could drive myself home. Don't you worry about it. You guys take off. I'm like, motherfucker. I would just drove 45 goddamn minutes up here in a truck that gets 12 and a half miles per gallon. And no big deal. Peace out, homie. If you're watching, I, I love you, man. I'm just fucking around. I'll, I'll pick you up anytime you need me to pick you up. Anyways, Brad, we can't hear you. 90% of communication is nonverbal. Show must go on. I hear you. I hear you, you sons of bitches. Watch this. We're going to make this a four-way real quick. Ba-boom, ba-boom, boom. Let's see how long it takes for Brad to come on. <laughs> he's walking around now. Yeah. Oh, he's walking Does that mean around? he's like Maybe. at your house? Is he going to walk through that door behind you in a second? Maybe. Maybe I, I might recognize those trees behind him, dude. Yeah. If, he, if he busts through that I'm door behind you right now, I'll laugh my ass off. 
happening. Oh, it's oh, it's ha oh, he's here. That's my wall. <laughs> That's <you. laughs> there he is. <laughs> All right. Look at here. It's funny. He's still on the other screen. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So I'm gonna kick. I'm gonna kick. Uh, I'm kicking Brad off. All right. And Mike, you want me to go ahead and run this interview real quick, and finally uh, we can get this show. Oh, there's another person. We got a whole party oh, going hey. on up here. Hey. Where's the? Where, hey, uh, where's the entry hey, music? Wow. All right, Mike. Yeah. We'll, we'll see yeah, you. In a I, almost parked, I almost parked inside McDonald's and Lowe's. I'm not even kidding. Their Wi-Fi sucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Right, so, thanks for stopping in, Audra. That was very nice of you. <laughs> we'll talk yeah, to you yeah. later. All right, Brad <laughs> Kelly. What is going on? That was a challenge, but you know what? We all man. showed resilience, didn't we? We we made it through. Yeah. And some we soldiered through. <laughs> all right man so for everybody that's watching if anybody that's watching you all know this guy he is uh the 165er for the bkfc just came off of a really tough fight with elvin brito at BK bkfc 16 put your record at one and one but damn that was a tough fight man um yeah we got to get right into that you had a so hold up before we get into bkfc i wanted to talk about you you started off you you know you were in the army. Were you training as a fighter while you were in the army? Um, yeah, when I got when I got out of basic training, I had a buddy that uh, wanted to go down to the coast and try MMA gym with John Dixon. Yep. And we went down there, tried it out. I loved it. He kind of fell off of it, and I've been been doing it ever since. You know, since yep. about two thousand two thousand and eight, and I had my first MMA fight six months after I started training. So I beat a guy that was seven and two. Nice. Now, um, yeah. when when you when you started training, what what uh, style did you start training in? Was it Muay Thai? Was it boxing? Yeah, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, all, all of it. They're they're, uh, they're oh, a really you, good. It was just a straight up mixed martial arts gym. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, man. So, uh, what made you what made you transition over from the MMA from MMA to uh, BKFC? Huh. Well, I mean, I tell everybody to ask me that, like, it's about the publicity. You know, I've been fighting for a long time, stuck in Mississippi, fighting my whole fight career, you know, and uh, wasn't ever getting anywhere. I fought Brandon Davis, my last MMA fight, and it didn't open up any doors. I had a really good fight with him, so I figured it would open up something, you know, but it didn't. He's trying to get back to the UFC, and everybody's just like, you know what? Why don't you just try bare knuckles? So here I am, one and one. Here you are, one on one. You had a hell of a performance against Kane Tomlinson back in December. Um, yeah, that was a good scrap for a for a full round, and then you you rocked him right there at the end. And uh, yeah, Kane's a man, man. He's a man. Yeah, <laughs> I do stuff. You know what? And you know he's got that old man strength. I think you know. what I mean, that's a real thing. And people that want to question that, they can fucking step to your old man, step to your dad one day. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> You'll find true. out about old yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude, man. He turned that into a dog fight. Like he made it a dog fight. Had to. You know, you you have some technical fights, some brawls, and then sometimes you just gotta bear down and fight. <laughs> I felt like I was in a parking lot with that guy. Oh yeah. Now um now so you went on from from uh Kane to Elvin. Now Elvin, mm -hmm. man, we gotta talk about this guy. He uh 
the how did you prepare for Elvin Brito? Because when you got in there, like the and the wild angles that he comes at, the uh, keeping his hands down, he almost stands like completely square with you at times, like dead on straight. His hands are down, like he's constantly. And then he turns and shifts and it hides his right hand and you don't know where it's coming from. Yep. He pulled, you know? um, man, he pulled a, a, like, he pulled like one of the slickest, like shoulder roll dip left hands. In the third round? Yeah. yeah that was a, that was I was good. like, holy was shit. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. Uh, Elvin's tough. I like him. He's a tough dude. Good guy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You guys were you guys were pretty tight through the first two rounds. Um, you know, you you got like the more of the traditional boxing style compared to Elvin. Obviously, you got the high and tight guard, and and like you were the aggressor the entire fight. You were moving forward the whole fight. He was content to being defensive the entire time. Um, it's just like he, no matter how much you hit him, it didn't seem like he marks up at all. And I was like, hitting the eyes. I was hitting the chin and the jawline. Yeah. He told, he told me the next day it was hard for him to eat. Oh, was <laughs> it? Not, he said his jaw wasn't happy with him. So that's what I'm saying. Like, my knuckles didn't – my hands didn't swell up from hitting the air. You know, everybody – he does have slick boxing, slick head, slick head movement and this and that. But I was still – I was still touching him. You know? Yeah. And when he was hitting you too, um, he like – he just hit you – wherever he can land a punch. Like he was hitting you in like the shoulder and the arm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, you just take a, a wild. A lot of my defense, a lot of my defense is elbows, parries and stuff like that. And like a buddy of mine, John was talking about the other day, you know, Elvin throws real wide and, you know, overhand rights and overhand lefts and stuff like that. So when he does land, even though it may not have the full impact to me, it looks like he's doing like big damage. And he did, cut me up it's bare enough you're gonna get cut up mm -hmm. but with that being said my striking is is real tight and quick yeah. and when he, would, when he would throw punches at me i would parry he might throw a two three-piece combo i would i would interrupt the con the i would break the rhythm of it and counter him right back and that's why right. i started throwing some shots in the third and fourth round you know yeah in, in the but, fourth round know, in the fourth um, round in the fourth round you caught him with a couple really good flurries man you uh you had him up against the ropes at one point, and you were peppering him. And I was like, "Oh eight shit!" Combo. Yeah, the eight piece, eight, <laughs> eight piece combo, man. But um, that's the thing. Like my first fight with Kane, th this is why this fight stings so bad because I really feel like I could beat Elvin, uh, even though I'm not taking anything away from his win. I'll never take anything away from him. But I feel like I am a better striker. Now, with that said, my first fight with Kane was a, a was a brawl, kind of. And yeah. the only clip that Bare Knuckle put out was with him when we got in the clinch for like 10 seconds and he like beat my ear to pieces. When yeah. you guys, you were on like a hockey fight at that point. You were like Don uh, Fry. What was his name? Uh, it was Don Fry. Uh, was the, the big Asian dude. I can't remember his name. I can't remember either. But, but, but hearing everybody say that I was just a brawler and no technique, man, that put like a stain on my soul. So I was just like, you know what? My next fight, I'm going to show people I, ha I have good technique, you know? And this fight with Elvin, I was more worried about showing people I was a technical fighter than actually going in for the kill, you know? Like yeah. In the, fourth, in the fourth round, when I put that eight-punch combo on him, man, like, that's how I normally fight in the gym. Like, I'm in, throw four or five punches, break the rhythm of people, and get back out. 
and I'm good with that. But this fight, man, I just didn't want to get into a brawl. Right. And you, and, and also, you know, it was in, uh, in the comments, all three judges, uh, judge the fight differently. That's, that's right. And, and that was a really tough fight to judge because even though he won unanimous, right. It was not yeah. that close. I mean, it, it was not, it was, it, was very, not, it was very close. It was not a wash for sure. And yeah. when I rewatched it, when, uh, when I booked you to come on, um, you know, I'm going to rewatch all your fights again. And I rewatched it and I was like, God damn, man, this fight was way fucking closer than I remembered yeah. you That's damn it was uh, like you had you had the damage I mean you had visible damage and I wonder if that's why the judges swayed towards Elvin more but it wasn't like he was washing you out of there for sure no I, I walked forward if you look man I cut the ring off perfectly with him you know and like I said my first fight I also had a broken rib you know the first 20 seconds of the fight I broke my rib and this fight, I don't know. I know Elvis' coaches told him, you know, hey, he's got a hurt rib. But that's the first thing he cracked, man, like right off the bat. So I felt it like shift again. I'm like, man, not again. Well, he caught me four different times in that same body shot. And I was just like, in the fifth round, I couldn't take another body shot. I was like, man, I cannot take another body shot. So it, it kind of took a little bit of my cardio, kind of made me hesitant on letting my punches go. And I didn't want to get into a brawl, you know. But yeah. Did you have any, um, you, you had a lot of swelling around your eyes after the fight. There was nothing, nothing yeah. broken, like no, no, no. Or nothing bad. No, no, I'm fine. I'm ready to go right now. Just my ribs are a little tender, but, uh, other than that, I'm good to go. Hand, hands are good. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. My hands are good. Yeah, my hands so, are good. um, that, that one knuckle right here on my left hand is kind of, kind of tender because he get his head and I come down at an angle and kind of shifted it back a little bit, but it's fine. Nothing I can't handle. Yeah, because the reason why I'm asking that, like, uh, BKFC's busy, man. They got a lot of events coming up. They got a big one in, uh, in Birmingham, Alabama on April 30th. I'm assuming you're not getting on that one. But what about May What about May 21st down in Miami? Would If they uh, gave you a phone call, would you be down for that, or is that too soon? Yeah, of course. No, I would, man, I, I would take that in a minute. I'm not going to turn down a fight. Like, I don't care if I do have an injury. I fought with this, with my rear hurt in this fight. You know, I knew it was going to get yeah. Damaged, but I didn't care, you know. I'm here to make a statement, man. I'm not here to sit on the sidelines and be a bottom feeder. <laughs> Hell yeah, you know. We have five yeah. rounds with their number one, you know, in the world or whatever. So I feel like I can compete with anybody in the top five. You know. And now, now BKFC is probably going to book Elvin and Caleb Harris right now, right? Because Joel Moore's yeah. out with the hand injury. Do you have somebody in mind that you would like to fight? If I know you would like a rematch with Elvin because that was such a close fight and it was exciting and it was Man. a great fight. But that's Elvin, a, yeah, Elvin, yeah, he he did yeah. he he did get himself in a position for a title shot, though. You know, circumstances yeah. with the with the, the way the division is built. Um, anybody else in there strike interest? Um, let's see. Who, who else is in the 165 that I know is I know it's Joey Elmore. Leonard's retired. Uh, Elvin's going to fight Kalo. Who else is 165? Well, you know what? Let me pull up the rankings real quick. Why not? I got a computer right not here in front of me. Not disrespecting anybody. You know, I just – I can't think of everybody's name that's in there on the roster. I do yeah. have a – I had Paul Tyler talking to me about a guy. I'm not going to – I can't say his name, but he is from the UFC. 
and uh, he was talking about doing a bare knuckle debut, and I would love to take that fight, but I'm not gonna well, expose. I'm not gonna expose that right now. <laughs> all right. Well, you're not gonna expose anything, but I'll I'll throw some names out there from the UFC. Um, there is a fellow veteran that just posted something. I don't know. He'd be a little bit out of your weight range, I think. Um, Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy. Hell, yeah. fucking yeah, dude. Tim, what a boss that dude is. Uh, I, I know you guys would welcome him with open arms, but yeah. he'd be probably 195, 205 at this yeah. point. Yeah, he's a stout, yeah. he's a stout dude. And then yeah. you got uh, old T. Wood. You know, I'll beat your ass, rapper. That's that money fight, though, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, being that I just come off of a loss, like they're not going to, I don't think they're going to throw me a big money fight, but not everybody's going to be chomping at the bit to fight Tom Woodley or Tim Kennedy or this other guy that's coming in. Supposedly I will, you know, who? Um, you know, who's got a, a final fight coming up in the UFC that would probably come over. And I don't know what you and Paul were talking about or whatever, but Diego Sanchez is about mm -hmm. to fight. He's about to fight his final fight in the UFC against Donald Cerrone. Um, I wouldn't I, – I would love to see Diego Sanchez go into the BKFC, even though, like, he probably yeah. shouldn't be. At this point in his life, he's probably had about 75 fights. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah. I would take any of those fights. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not going to sit here and just talk crap, you know, and say, oh, I'll fight that guy. I'll fight – I would really fight those guys. Just because uh, I feel like – I feel like my striking is on a, you know, just as good, you know, just as good as any of them. I was just reading Brock Weaver just got cut. <laughs> uh Joe Ivy says blink twice if it's Brock. <laughs> hey. I'll spar Brock a lot, you know. He's got yeah. the hands. Hell yeah, dude. I'm telling you, BKF uh, the BKFC is the next big thing, and, and this proves it. Like when people when when people see that UFC fighters are leaving the UFC, they're not talking about them going to Bellator anymore. They're not talking about PFL. They're they're not talking about the one. They're not talking about one championship. They're like, I wonder if they'll sign with, with BKFC. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's almost automatic now. And as long as that money is right, you know, they're going to. And you got to think a lot of those guys, they don't have to worry about takedowns and knees and elbows and stuff like that. So, hey. Yeah. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. Well, I love it, man. Hey, so anyways, I also have you here as my veteran guest of the evening because Mission Accomplished is where combat sports meets combat vets. And yeah. uh, I love the fact that you are an 11 bang bang U.S. Army veteran. Uh, right. Thank you for your service. And uh, let's sure. talk about that for a little bit. Um, let me throw your your career up there. Six years, 11 Bravo. Uh you were in Balad. What were you doing for missions out in Iraq? Uh, just it's just peacekeeping stuff, man. Like it wasn't nothing. It wasn't like the the shit hit the fan. You know what I mean? <laughs> in two thousand and three, yeah. stuff like that. But uh, I, oh, still, what, they, what year were you there? Two thousand ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah. But they still they still test your ass over there. <laughs> don't, Hell don't yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, anytime, anytime over there, time away from your family and your friends and your loved ones. I mean, even if it's peacekeeping, even if you're in like a green zone somewhere, guess what? You're still in the fucking Middle East in the hot, nasty ass weather away from everybody you love. And, you know, you just go out there, you do your job, you get paid and you come home. I'm uh, I got 
I have an opportunity to deploy pretty soon, not not soon, soon, but like within the next year. And I, I, I initially like threw my name in the hat to I like volunteered to go as the, the first sergeant. And uh, right now, yeah. And now I'm like, uh, I started this show during the pandemic and it's starting to pick up and like I'm having way too much fun with this shit. And uh, okay. opportunity, yeah, opportunities are opening here and there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna pull my name out of that hat. If, yeah. You know, <laughs> if you tell face, me, man. About <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, man. Um, my si my sister's actually in the comments. She's he says where we stationed. You were in Balad, uh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Not right. Yeah. In Balad, Iraq, and um. So you said you uh, used to take care of the 50 cows. That's that's funny because yeah. the last couple of years, uh, my Mike and Mish, dude, the, the Mike and Mish show uh, ran the 50 cow range for our unit for the last couple of years. So I love that sound, man. I love that 50 cow sound. Hell yeah. That's great, dude. And uh, air assault. Tell me about air assault school. That's the hardest 12 days in my military career, I think. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, 75 people fell out on the first day on the Ranger course. And uh, I actually had a girl I was dating at the time. She had a, uh, it was her cousin or something like that. I mean, he, he thought so much crap about me. He's like, man, Brad ain't built like me. He ain't going to make it. He was one of the first ones that fell out. <laughs> yeah. And I made it all the way through, you know. So it was it was good to rub that in his face a little bit. Yeah, it's um, it's it's funny. Like, I went a different route when I went into the military. I went in... And um, I took the logistics, transportation, uh, supply route in my career, and and the reason why I did that, and I and I always and I, I always regret, but you know what, everything happens for a reason. So my brother was uh my brother was I don't know if you you saw the episode with my brother on here. My brother was a ranger. yeah he was a range airborne air assault ranger sniper. He was like the fucking super soldier, and I went yeah, down. Yeah, I went down to the recruiter. I was like, right, man, guess what? I went to the recruiter today. I'm going to do the same shit. I'm going in as infantry, and I'm going to go active duty and do everything that you do. He's like, fucking go back tomorrow and tell him that you're not doing any of this shit. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. what? I'm like, what? He goes, no, 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 no. You don't need to do this. He's like, stay home. Yeah, he's like, go National Guard. Fucking go to college. And uh, well, see, that's what I that's what I actually did. Like, uh, it's a long story with my military. Uh, it actually saved me from going down the wrong path. Yeah, and I had an, an authority problem, and I was <laughs> getting in trouble. Man, didn't listen to, couldn't nobody tell me anything. And my stepmom, she told me, she said, "You wouldn't make it two weeks in the military. You'd be in Fort Leavenworth." And I was just like, "Is that a challenge?" <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys tell me I can't make it in the military. So that next Monday, I went and signed up, you know, and I went National Guard because I didn't want to just because of my authority problem. I just was like, you know what? Let me just test drive the army, see if I can, see if I can like it, you know, and I ended up loving it. I graduated second out of my out of 255 people out of my class, you know, to be soldiers yeah. of the cycle or whatever. So, yeah, I just don't ever quit, man. Like always, I just put my mind in a different place and I just keep pushing forward. I went in at weighing 216, come out weighing 170. And every run that we went on, I was up there by the drill sergeant every time just because everybody so would run off and leave. You were a uh, big boy. You were a big boy when you went in there. Then, oh, huh? yeah, man, I was a bad kid inside me, dude. Yeah, I love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, after, you, you know what, dude? Dad, uh, yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say after my dad passed away, um, 
I was going through like a bad time in my life. And after he passed away, like I got up to actually, I went to driving trucks cause I didn't have any other work going on. I got laid off from the oil field. So uh, I went and went to a uh, truck driving school on the coast, went to driving trucks for six months. My dad passed away. I blew up to 246 pounds. Damn. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, I was, I was bad off. And this fight opportunity come up. I got beat by a guy, Robert Dunn. I got beat by him twice, once as an amateur and once as a pro. And I wanted to get back in shape. But, you know, I looked at myself in the mirror one day and I was just like, man, this is, you're better than this. You know, it's not you. It's not you. Like, change something. So I was like, hey, I want to take another fight. And my coach was like, oh, all right, you know, we'll, we'll look around. Well, Robert Dunn wanted another fight with me. And I asked, I asked Eric, I was like, hey, what about Robert Dunn? He said, man, he said, that's a tough fight for you to come back after a year and a half, two years, you know, and you're 246 pounds now. And he said, whatever you decide to do, I'll back you. And I was like, so right. you fought at heavyweight? This was at heavyweight then, or did you have to cut I mean, 50 man, pounds or something? I cut 50 pounds, man. I, I cut to 170 for that fight. Jeez. How did you how did you feel after cutting all that weight? Oh, I felt like crap, really. <laughs> actually, actually, it wasn't Robert Dunn. It was uh, uh, Lewis Sims at 170, and then I fought Robert Dunn at 155, like two three, two months later. Holy and I beat crap, man. Yeah. yeah, Lewis Sims. He was like 0 and 25. Man, he had like a horrible record, but he was a beast. He was he's curling like 90 pound dumbbells. So I was just like. <laughs> And I don't want to be the first guy to lose to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I ended up leg kicking him in the first round and, and winning. And then me and Robert Dunn hooked it up again. And I got my vengeance. Got my, Dude, you know. You, you, um, what was the fucking dude? You ever, you watched the major leagues, uh, the major league movies? Remember the uh, major, like major league and major league two? No, no, no. It was a baseball movie. The, in the second movie, Charlie Sheen uh, threw a, gave up a home run to this dude. He's like, man, I gave up a, a home run. He's like, I'm falling. She's like, yeah, but he was due. He he hadn't hit a home run in his entire career for 14, 14 years. It had been like you, uh, you know, like if you actually lost to that guy after being 0 and 25, people would have been like, dude, Brad, it's not that big of a deal. He was due. <laughs> Dude, I'd have quit fighting. I would have quit fighting though. I would have quit. That was the most pressure I've ever had on me in a fight. I was like, man, that's a big dude. If he just lands something. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And you went down yeah, to 155, huh? Yeah, my whole fight career, I've been at 155. And now at BKFC, you're just sticking around 165? That's the uh I'll, I'll be back down to 155. Yeah? Okay. So you're gonna you know fluctuate a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, uh, there's the, the roster is so small because it's so new. BKFC's yeah. getting just getting off the ground and they're just building their, their roster up. There's um there's really interesting fights at 155, 165, and 175 if you wanted to go up to 175. And I'm sure you, yeah. you would do that. You don't seem like the guy that yeah. would turn that away. No, 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 man. I, if they if the money if the money's right and they call me to fight, I'm gonna fight. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not yeah. gonna go fight Josh or anybody but <laughs> right yeah man josh you know i'm i'm gonna be talking with him next wednesday josh josh burns is coming on actually i'm having him in and elvin on next next wednesday yeah. so that'll be a good show yeah and for the and, you yeah. know just 
since it's fresh on my mind for everybody that's watching right now, next Wednesday, I'm doing a show with those two. And then I'm not, me and Mike are not doing a show on Wednesday because I'm going to Disney World with my kids, but they don't know yet. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, you want to do a speed round? You want to do, you've seen the speed round. You know what we do over here. We, uh, we do a, a series of uh, wild ass questions and we'll see uh, if we can get to know you a little better, even though it says Audie K on the screen there. We all know who Brad Kelly is. Machine Gun Kelly. Here we go. Speed round with Brad Machine Gun Kelly of the BKFC. Number one, would you would you rather be in jail for five years or in a coma for 10? Jail for five years. You can learn a lot of tricky stuff in jail, man. <laughs> you learn, you, what you didn't learn in the military, you'll learn in you'll learn in jail. Yeah, I was going to say you did six years in the military and you deployed. You do fine in jail. Yeah. All right, uh, what? Who? This is this one's funny. I don't even know if you're going to oh, answer. Shit. Who is the most overrated fighter in the U, in the BKFC right now? Oh my god, dude! No, oh, I have no idea. I do not want to say anybody's name. <laughs> do I have to say that? <laughs> Come on, man. Throw one out there. Overrated. Oh, shit. No, man. I don't want to say nobody's name. All right. We'll Me, give you I'm, a I'm, I'm the most overrated fighter. Uh, <laughs> I, I was hoping that uh I was hoping that, that would lead to some beef over here. Look at me trying to stir the pot. Would you rather have a third nipple or an extra toe? Uh probably an extra toe, man. More stable. I won't fall over as much. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess it would really depend on where on your body the extra nipple goes. You know what I mean? If it's yeah. on your if it's on your neck, that'd be like, what the fuck? No way! Give me that toe. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite MRE? Oh man, Chili Mac. Love the Chili Mac. Chili Mac is the go-to, and it really is. The little, man, little, he... bars, the little hula bars. I got I got sick of them though. And you know which ones I'm uh, talking about? Little hula bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, my brother. At this point in his life, he's 42 or 43. He's been out of the military for a while. He runs a, he's a site supervisor on a construction site. Now just yeah. picture, um, picture Frank Castle, the Punisher on the construction site, eating yeah. his MREs. My bro, every time we go do some training and I get like extra MREs or whatever, I save them all and I bring them. My brother eats an MRE every single day as a civilian. He just fucking loves them, man. He'll eat any of them, any of them. Yeah, once you get in that mindset, man, you know, you pick out something, your niche in the military, you pick it out and you stick with it. Yeah. But uh, I, I like, I love MREs. Yeah. You I know what? They, they keep you. Huh? Go go, no, go ahead. No, I just, I, I followed this guy on, uh, on YouTube, Corporal's Corner. He's a, he was a corporal in the Marine Corps and he like does all this, you know, bougie shit in the military staying out in the woods every week every week he'll do like overnight and he'll build his own little like you know fort or whatever in the woods so i like doing stuff like that too yeah but oh, start yeah. doing more of it then you know being in the summertime i'm gonna start getting off in the woods too right and you know what and if like if you're into like bodybuilding or getting fucking you know beefed up you know two or three two or three mres a day would would, would really uh boost your your calorie yeah. count up yeah, a lot of protein, man. Hell <laughs> yeah. All right, you have to pick one of the following movies. Which one are you watching? Wedding Crashers, Step Brothers, Old School, or Super Bad? Ah, Step Brothers. <laughs> this make me laugh, man. I love those guys. Love uh, Will Ferrell. One of the best ever. 
Yeah. Uh, if you could have any historical figure over for dinner, who you have it over and why? Oh man, George Washington. <laughs> George Washington. You get to ask yeah. him about his wooden teeth. Yeah, man. We was we got the same birthday. I, you know, he did oh. some cool stuff. He he was a sneaky fellow, man. He was a sneaky guy. He was good. He he had a good strategy when it come to war. Hell yeah, good answer. And you got yeah. the same birthday as him, for real? Yeah, February twenty second. Jesus. You you got a way cooler birthday than me, you know. I, I got the same birthday as Beyonce Knowles. I want to fucking jump out of a window every time I think of it. <laughs> and I like George Washington, man. He he was good. He had a good strategy when it come to winning wars and stuff. Getting out getting out of a hot spot. He was good yeah. under pressure. I was thinking like maybe Muhammad Ali in his prime would be a good one too. Like that guy would have a lot yeah. to say. Hell yeah. Related. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Finish this sentence, Brad. The world would be a better place if people quit being so damn fake. Yes. <laughs> Just be real. Yeah, man. Get off the phones. Get you know what? I, I thought about this when I, every time I write these questions, I think about what I would say, and you know, you know what popped into my head? Uh, a exactly. purge. If we had a purge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely. Lower the body count. <laughs> the world would be a better place if we could have a purge. Let's uh, yeah. let's move on from that one. All right. If you if you're uh, okay in a movie about your life, who's playing you and who's playing your girl? Hmm. Probably either Mark Wahlberg. Good answer. Mark yeah, I like Mark Wahlberg. He, he he's my favorite military like actor. He plays yeah. good. You know, what He's was the great. other question? Yeah, who would play your woman? Audra. <laughs> there you go. You're well. You're giving her an opportunity to play herself opposite Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, can't. Yeah, can't, yeah it's hard because can't nobody play her better than her. Yeah, that's great. And you know what? Um, Joe Ivy says that was an awesome answer, the Mark Wahlberg thing. And yeah, she yeah. also, and I, she also said. Uh, Oh no, Brad. Brad Williams said the world would be better if there was more bathrooms. Because people's full of shit. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? Sitting at a red light when it's green. <laughs> oh, dude, you That's ain't my, shitting, dude. I will lose my mind, and it, it's just like you got fifty cars behind you. You're up front, but you go sit there and take ten seconds to start off. <laughs> Dude, yesterday I was at a light where there was three spots. So there was two here and then one on the left. I was taking a left. We had a green arrow. Yeah. The other two were red. We had a green arrow and the opposite had the, the arrow. So like the two sides can go. The fucking person in front, they're just sitting there and I'm holding my horn down and they're going like this. Yeah. I'm like, what do you oh, you're you're right. I was like, uh, this I is why. I would get in a confrontation quick over red light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh yeah. My wife's in there. She says Kyle too. He screams at cars. Dude, and I got young kids. I got a six and a nine year old, but like over the last few years, like we're in their car and I'll be like <laughs> she she uh Audra says he can't stand slurping or loud chewing. I thought you were gonna say Audra's Facebook stories. Yeah, well, I don't okay, so she just does it randomly. It's like I'll wake up. I don't even know 
where I'm at sometimes and she'll just throw a camera in my face and I'm like, Hey, smile. And I'm like, well, what right now? All right, let me get ready. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, what I was saying about that, the car, the car thing, my, my son is just, uh, he's just a hot little, like he's a sharp little bastard and he takes any opportunity to like swear whenever he can. And if I'm like, I'm like this, I'll, I'll like something happened. I'll be like this asshole. Oh, why is he an asshole? I'll be like, Hey, why don't you keep it, keep it down in the back there? He's like, I don't know. Well, why is he an asshole? I'm like, cause he's an asshole. That's why. My other my little boy last week though, he he did the British accent and he and he and like he was like, Oh, would you look at that crane over there? Why the hell is he doing that? And I was like, Hey, watch your mouth. He goes, British accent, Dad. You know, yeah. it was the British it was the British <laughs> accent. <laughs> roll All right. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue better. All right, last question. What was the first thing you did when you woke up this morning? This morning? Yep. Uh, went and had coffee with Audra. There you go. I farted. Well, I probably did that in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. That was the uh, that was the speed round with Machine Gun Kelly. You want to talk a little UFC real quick? We'll bring Mike in here. We'll do some fucking round table. Sure. All right, man. Hold up one second. Michael Hunold, what is going on, my friend? What's up? The other so half of the Mike and Miss show. When you wake up, you, you remember Ford Fairlane? Do you remember that movie, Ford Fairlane? Yeah. He wakes up, and, and he's got two twins in his bed, two chicks on each side, and he wakes up, and he goes, do my dishes. It's the first thing he <laughs> says as soon as he wakes up. <laughs> I was in bed with a be with a couple of Swedish meatballs. Oh. oh that was that have was, you seen uh, that? I have not. It's uh, Andrew Dice Clay. It was like his one major motion picture. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> It's do stupid. my dishes. Yeah, it's <laughs> I was over here smiling, nodding my head like I knew what y'all were talking about. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking hilarious, man. All right, so fellas, man, this past weekend UFC had UFC 260. We had the changing of the guard in the heavyweight division. Stipe Miocic, widely considered one of the greatest of all time, lost to Francis Ngannou. Tyron Woodley lost in a dog fight to Vicente Luque. And a few other things. Did you guys watch the event? I did not. You did not. Did All right. Not. Well, then we'll breeze right. You watch it on YouTube? Yeah. Uh, Mike, what was your biggest takeaway from this card? Was it the was it the Nganu thing? Was it Sean O'Malley? What was it, what was it to you? Well, there was basically three things that you said, right? It was the Nganu taking the heavyweight strap and Gadu looked fantastic. He's obviously been working on his takedown defense, which is very scary to the rest of the people in the division. Cause if you're going to take him down and you're going to wear him out, if you if you can't do that, this guy is a beast. He's got freight trains for fists. So he may be a contender for a long time. I mean, he may be a champion, I should say for a long time. And then also we have uh, Tyron Woodley, Sad to say, but I think his time is now over. But like you guys were just talking about, I think, did you guys touch on that? The Tyron Woodley might be coming over. So that would be awesome. Can't wait to I see wonder, if that's a thing. I wonder if he's going to fight at 75 instead of 65. You know, he's a big, he's a big guy too, but I don't know if he can cut down to 65. 
I think that he cuts from like right around 200 pounds down to 170 when he, when he fights. So yeah. at, at 38 years old or, you know, 38, 39, I'm 39. And if you told me, Hey, Kyle, I walk around 200 pounds. So they were like, Hey, Kyle, uh, we, we got this fight at 170 or 165, but uh, we also have this guy at 175. I'd be like, dude, give me that 175 or all day. <laughs> <laughs> All day, baby. Take him out. Well, yeah. Well, to me, uh, like you said, Francis Ngannou is one of the scariest people on the planet. He's got muscles on top of muscles. He has takedown defense now. We don't know how great it is. He only had to stop one takedown, but he did it, and he made it look easy. And uh, he he destroyed, you know, the consensus goat. So that and the only thing the other other than Tyron Woodley uh, finishing his career over there. Um, I was getting very annoyed with Sean O'Malley's turnaround yes. and walk the, the, the Brad, how do you feel about, um, these fighters knocking someone down and then turning around and walking away in like a, like a walk off when the referee doesn't stop it, that shit drives me crazy. Like you're taught yeah. to fight until the referee stops, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You got to go in for that kill, man. Every time. Um, I didn't, I just saw the highlight of that. I saw it knocking down with a, with a straight left. And I thought he jumped on him and hit him one more time, and then the ref stepped in. But did he did he try to walk off before the before the, uh, he hit him in the last time? Twice? Oh, wow. he, did it, he did it two times. And yeah. I'm like, dude, just finish the damn fight. What are you doing? And you know what? The second time he did it, like he ended it when the referee was like, "It's not over." He that that bomb he dropped. Oh boy, that was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe he was trying to shut some haters up on him, man. Maybe he was like letting the guy back up, you know, to showboat a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, in the first round, he he knocked Almeida down against the fence, and he could have followed it up with a couple of pun punches and just ended it there, but he tried to walk off, and the ref was like, hey, it's still fight still going. So Almeida got back to his feet, ended up going to three rounds. He still knocked him out, but he almost did it again. Yeah. He's looking yeah. for that highlight, you know? You know, yeah. the last thing. Yeah. Yeah, the Mark Hunt, the Mark Hunt walk off. Everybody wants a Mark Hunt walk off right, in their right. career. Um, the only other thing we're going to talk about goats real quick. Uh, all, all of uh, Alonzo Manafield won by Von Flew, which uh, doesn't happen very often. You know what I mean? Uh, we got big shout out to that one. And, old, uh, yeah. and yeah. I have one shout out, and it's to uh, a mission accomplished alumni, actually, Miranda Maverick with her victory over Jillian Robertson. She's been on the show before, so big shout out to her. Fantastic win. Yeah. All right, man. So now with the changing of the guard over at the heavyweight division in the UFC, uh, it, it, it drummed up a lot of conversations the last couple of days. Who is the greatest heavyweight of all time? Um, top five. Maybe we don't do the top five, but who, who's your, who's your, let's start with, we'll start with Mike. I got my top five. Brad go first. Let, let's go, Mike. What's your, what's your top five, Mike? My top five without mentioning anything. I'll go. Number five, Fedor Emelianenko. Number four, Fabricio Verdum. Number three, Daniel Cormier. Number two, Randy Couture. And number one, Stipe Miocic. So Fedor was what? Number five. Year? Number five. Okay. Yes. Fedor should have been number one. <laughs> <laughs> so you had Fedor. I have an argument for this. Uh, okay. Tell, okay. We understand you had Stipe at number one. There's his accolades, 20 and four, defended the title four times, 
Notable wins. Check out his notable wins. Daniel Cormier twice. Francis Ngannou, JDS, Overeem. Ver, Ver, he beat, you know, two other, three other guys that were on your list. Um, and then you had who at number two? Oh, Randy Couture, the Randy natural. Yeah. Randy, Randy Couture. He, three-time heavy, three heavyweight champ, two-time light heavyweight champ, beat Mark Cole, you know, Pedro Hizzo twice. Yep. Okay. Your number, main events, first multi-division no, champ. Your number three was Kane, was Kane? Who was number three? Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier. Okay. And number four was who? Fabricio Verdum. Okay. And yeah. now explain to us how Fedor Emelianenko lands at number five on your list. I don't think that he fought great competition in his career. He's got 31 fights of a bunch of people who are, were not that great. I feel like his best fights are what? Crow Cop? Crow Cop. And he, did, he won by decision, but... Big Nog. I feel like he's like the most overrated like heavyweight oh. fighter of all time. <laughs> I, I love do. Right I do. I really do. I know a guy like, right now great is going to like... He's losing his mind. <laughs> It, he fought like I, I get it was it was early and he does have some notable wins here. But I was talking about this with Kyle earlier. Like when we talk about best of all time, is it best if they all were to fight today, or is it best at their time of fighting? You know, at, or at is it the time. biggest impact that they made? So I, I think I I kind of it was hard for me to figure it out because I feel like there's three different ways that you could set this up. So for Fedor, I put him at five because. He did make a big impact, but I feel like if he was to fight people today, he would just not do as well. I think he would get smashed. I do. Well, dude, if you th if you think about like honestly, Fedor fought most of his fights at about two hundred and thirty pounds, right? Two hundred thirty yeah. to two thirty three, two thirty four. He was never really a really big heavyweight. He's tiny. These heavyweights nowadays are fucking monsters. Yeah, like like. Derek Lewis and Cyril Gun Cyril Gunn and fucking Francis Ngannou. Those guys are mountains, and I right. don't I don't know Huge. if that this this whole that that would like circle all the way into like there needs to be more weight classes. Like, can you imagine if there was a two hundred five, a two fifteen, a two twenty five, and a and a heavyweight like a two twenty five weight class would be fucking outstanding. But um, I can't believe you had Fedor number five. That's mm. that's that's crazy. I like it. I've I never like been too impressed. Like I'm impressed. I, I'm talking about impressed as and compare uh, uh, comparing him to other great people uh, fighters. Like I, I feel like he just would not stand the test between, if, especially if he fought now. I mean, look at Verdum. Verdum, Verdum beat him when he fought. Uh, who else did he lose to right after that? Um, did he, did, wait, did he, he lost he a to... lot of fights in a row. Every time he fought someone good, he lost. Antonio Bigfoot Silva beat him, correct? Yep. yep. He, I don't know about Bigfoot that. Bigfoot Silva beat him. Uh, <laughs> he would have lost against Frank Mayer. He got lucky as all hell. I mean, that's the end of his career, so I don't really count those too much. But he he really he fought in pride. Did Frank Mayer knock him out? No, no, no. Frank Mayer didn't knock him out. He beat. He, he almost beat Frank. Did. Yeah, he almost did. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. I I, I want to tell you a story, just a real quick one about Fedor. So when I was deployed 0809, we were staying in those concrete buildings. They were called, uh, what the hell are those buildings called, Mike? Uh, PCBs. PCBs, the permanent concrete buildings or yeah. whatever. Anyways, so I'm in there and like to watch these events, 
it's always like 3 a.m. in the morning, 4 a.m. in the morning. It's in the pitch black in the barracks and like everybody's sleeping at the time. And it was during the affliction event that Andrei Arlovsky fought um, Fedor Emelianenko. And that was a big deal because uh, Andrei Arlovsky at the time was like the top of the heap other than Fedor. He was like, you know, just coming out of the UFC. He signed a contract with, with affliction and, um, and I want to say that was like a one and done for Affliction. They didn't have another event ever after that. It was like a one time thing. But I'm up in my fucking in my rack with this little ass TV with the sound off, and I'm like watching. And Fedor got uh, Andre Olavsky in the corner, and Andre tried to like jump up, and Fedor hit him with that overhand right and took him out of the air, just folded his ass. I was like the loudest. It was the loudest silent screaming person you've ever seen in your entire life. I was going fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, mm. he's, yeah, he's got, he does have some great highlights. If you watch the highlights, um, the, the, cause, uh, Kuzayuki Fajita fight, you know, the guy with the blonde hair, the Asian who's a little bit taller than him and that yeah. almost knocked him out. And he was like, all, all wobbly. That was a good fight. Um, but I think a lot of the fights that he had were just like, who are these guys? He's had like, you know, out of 31 fights, he had like two or three notable fights. So he's like, yeah, you're 31 and oh, or 31 and one. But he fought like in pride against people that. All right. uh, Let's let's give Brad a chance. Let's give Brad a chance. I know you didn't have much time to prepare for this, but who's your. I'm not not like a big heavyweight fan, so I don't have like a a one that's, I don't know, a list of all time greats, but some of my favorite ones. Top to bottom are number five is Randy Couture, uh, four Cormier, Stipe, Kane, Kane Velasquez is probably at the top of the food chain with heavyweights. For two, you know, number, and two. Then number one, yeah. I say Fedor's number one. I just like Fedor. He's a stone cold killer, man. In my opinion, don't he don't talk shit. Comes out there with a stone cold face, knocks people out, collects his check, and goes home. You know, he really me, is. You, 31 times or not, man. He knocked people out and took a check and went home. Now you have Kane Velasquez at, at number two. You're I uh I can't do that because of the lack of activity. And and I guess like am I a dickhead for um for saying that he, he wasn't he wasn't healthy enough ever. Well, he wasn't healthy, but the talent he had, man, like if his body would have held up. He'd have been unstoppable. You know how he did uh, – uh, what's his name? Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Like, he, he just like – and that dude was a freight train. You know, he just beat him up. And he had some of the quickest hands. You know, he had the, he had the hands of a light heavyweight, you know, or a small middleweight. He was quick, and he had power. But, and, he had, uh, and they called him Cardio Kane for a reason. But you know what? Then he fought, then he went down to Mexico City and he fought Fabrizio Verdum. And uh, Cardio Kane didn't show up. He didn't take the elevation into account. He got yeah, smoked. That did, hurt, that did hurt my feelings, man. When Fabrizio beat him. <laughs> yeah. So Kane was fourteen and three in his career. He did have a great short career. Fourteen and three. Won the heavyweight title twice. Defended it twice. Brock Lesnar, Bigfoot Silva twice, JDS twice, Big Nog, Czech Congo, Travis Brown. Those are some of the 14 uh, out of the 14. Those are like the most notable. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I can tell you who mine was uh, my number five. You guys are maybe you guys are going to hate me on this, dude. Number five 
is Alistair Overeem for me. I fucking love Alistair Overeem. He, uh, look at dude, look at his, look at his resume. Mark Hunt twice, yeah. Verdum twice, JDS, Frank Mir, Gary Goodrich, Sergey Karatanov, Brock Lesnar. He, he won the strike force title. He won titles in pride. He won K one kick. Like that fucking dude. The only thing he didn't win was a UFC title. And I don't know what the hell it just, he just could never get it. Um, he got on steroids, man. Yeah, he got off that horse meat. Yeah. <laughs> when, he first, when he first got into the UFC, man, that dude was a giant. He was like a V-shaped dude, yeah, you know. Yeah, his shoulders are out to there's that there's that funny picture of uh Ariane yeah, Ariane Celeste uh standing behind him like looking at him like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, that was that's hilarious. Yeah. But dad by pretty quick though after he got off of that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Even though, even right, but he's still winning fights. Like up until even recently, he's still winning fights. Yeah. And like even like his loss against Jarzinho uh, Rosenstruck, he won ninety seven percent of that. You know, ninety nine percent of that fight. But Rosenstruck yeah. hit him with a fucking bomb in the last five seconds that blew his lip up oh, and man, knocked him. Nasty, yeah. nasty. nasty. And they stopped. Seconds. <laughs> yeah, and and Alistair would have finished the fight if they didn't stop it right there. Like they were, he he wanted to finish that fight, but his lip was hanging open. It was just bad. Uh, my number four is Fabrizio over Doom for the same reasons. Like Mike said, look at his look at his record, man. Fedor Emelianenko, Kane Velasquez, Big Nog, Brandon Vera, uh, Alistair Overeem. Like the the list that he's beat is amazing, and he's still at forty three years old. He's entering the uh, heavyweight. Uh, tournament at PFL, so take a look. You know, look out for that. Fedor landed on my list at number three, and uh, and and the reason, and for the same reasons, I I think he was great and and everything, but I really do not think that he was he was better than Daniel Cormier or Stipe. So no Daniel Daniel Cormier lands at my number two, and Stipe is the best of all time in my eyes. Did we all know? So me and Mike had Stipe. Mm-hmm. Brad had uh, had Fedor. Fedor. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. If Stipe, if, if Stipe fought Fedor in his prime, I think Fedor would be Stipe. Right. You know, did you, notice, did you notice who didn't land in my top five, uh, Mr. Brad Kelly? Did you notice who did not land in my top five? Kane. Kane. Yeah, not, dude, Kane. Not I, mine either. Yeah, I, you know what it was? It's just inactivity for me. It's inactivity, and I, I understand it's injuries and everything, but you know what? Everybody has injuries, and it, and it sucks. And like, But I'm, still, I'm also the same guy that would be like, hey, Larry Bird was like the greatest basketball player of all time because it was only because of his back injuries that he didn't get to show it off. And, and then I'm the same guy that will be was. like, yeah. Larry was one of the best, though, man. He was pretty yeah. good. His career got shut uh, got shut down early for back injury, same as Kane. But then what what I don't get is that Kane Velasquez has to hang up his MMA gloves due to injuries, and um, and then you see him in pro wrestling tights doing backflips and hurricane ranas and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I I thought that was some high impact acrobatic stuff that Kane's doing with supposed really bad bat. But you know, I don't know. I, I, I think it was because Daniel Cormier and him are best friends and they didn't want to fight each other. I think that's what it is. And you know what? And you know what? That circles back to me having Daniel at number two and Stipe at number one. If Kane did not exist in that heavyweight division, Daniel Cormier would have fucking 
retired undefeated and been the greatest greatest heavyweight of all time. I don't yeah. think he would have ever lost. He was so good. And I think his his body and his career took a real hard hit when he was cutting down the 205. Right. And even yeah. even taking all that time down at 205, the only guy that could beat him was, was freaking John was the, the greatest of all time. Right. The best. Who was also doing uh extracurriculars. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean it's the best of all time on juice. So Oh, you know, hey, Amblo, <laughs> Amblo, that, that's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, that's not bad. You did that's all right, right there. Recipe for disaster. I see. That's why I love this because it's, it's all subjective and it's fun to talk about. But the thing is, is like these are top five out of God, hundreds, thousands of fighters. I mean, geez, these guys deserve some so serious credit. Who is y'all's all time MMA fighter? Any weight class? Hmm. Any weight class. Well, if I have to be honest and it pops in my head automatically, uh, George St. Pierre, I guess. Uh, just to, if, if I have to think about it quick, he's the first name that popped up in my head. I'd say George St. Pierre because I, I, I just, he's so, he's so awesome. He's good everywhere, you know. Yeah. But if I had to I think got- about it a little longer of like who I really like, yeah. You know, I, it would, I have, I, I don't know. I have to get back I- to you on that one. And and it, and it pains me to say it, but I really don't think anybody's better than John Jones. He's the I, best. John Jones is the. He's the best, or your favorite? No, no, no. He's not my favorite fighter. No, just your favorite MMA fighter. Oh, that's anyway. what you're asking. Who's my favorite of all time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, see that's where it gets weird with me. Like I loved Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler was like my favorite guy for a long time. I uh, I loved Chris Lieben. Chris Lieben was like. And maybe it's because I just love those brawler type guys that will go in there and go into a dog fight and fucking fight until they're dead. So Frankie it's Edgar. Like, yeah, it's it's like guys like Yeah. Yes. yes. Guys like that. Frankie Edgar. Um yeah. I I, I don't know. It, it would for me to compile that list of favorites, uh, you know. Frankie Edgar's my top. Just because he's he's a comeback kid, man. That dude, I seen Gray Manor like knock him across the cage, and he still got back up and, and knocked him out. You know, oh, you, you know, Tom's right River Zone, Tom's Rivers, yeah, Tom's River. You know what? I may have uh, I may have stopped in a place called Delilah's Den in Tom's River. That was quite the experience. I'm just gonna say, just throw that out there. <laughs> just gonna throw that out there. And if you're ever down there speaking with Frankie, swing by there. You might have a good time. Yeah. Um. Max Holloway, next Max Holloway is up there with me. I yeah. love Max. Yep. Uh, yeah. Even Dustin Dustin Poirier is growing on me too. After I at first I didn't like him, but now ever since uh, after the first Connor fight, after that, and he when he uh, actually it might have been after he lost to to Michael Johnson. After that, I yeah. I just he I don't know. A, I started taking a liking to him. Yeah, he caught a he caught a fire. But right, talking about Robbie Lawler, though, man, like when he fought Roy McDonald, like every time Ooh. I explain to somebody how I want to fight, like that's the kind of fight that I want. Like I want that bloody, both of us bloody dog fight. You know, that's that's my fighting style. That's my that's my dream fight is for both of us to be bloody, bloody, bloody like that and still just finish the fight and walk, walk people, you know, walk each other down. You know, um, you know what? So I was, this is probably, what year was that? 2014 when he fought Rory McDonald. So 
I was uh, I was NCOIC. I was running the transportation for uh, OCS, and um, so all the truck drivers and everybody was working for me. I had like 27, 30 people working for me that that two weeks, and I and that fight landed in the middle weekend. So I was like, hey guys, I'm going down to the bar. Do you guys watch UFC? You guys like MMA? And they, nobody really watched it. And I was like, um, you know who Conor McGregor is? They're like, yeah, we know who Conor McGregor is. Of course you do. Well, he's fighting in the main event tonight against Chad Mendez, but there's a lot of good fights on the card. I think you guys should come down there. You might become fans. Yeah. Uh, that card was probably the best card of all time. Like, it's one of the best cards of all time. Um, yeah. There was the uh, there was the Jeremy Stevens versus uh, what the hell is the fucking dude's name? He's got a brother, um, Manny uh, Bermudez, not Manny Bermudez. Dennis Dennis Bermudez versus Joe. Yeah, uh, Jeremy the Stevens. Jer Jeremy Stevens does like a jump knee and Flying knocks him knee. out against the ring. Then Gunnar Nelson finishes off Brandon Thatch, and then yeah, that was fucking dude. Yes, and then Randy, then Rory McDonald and. Robbie Lawler put on the best fight of all time that yes. night. And the 14 soldiers that were there with me that night that were just there to have some beers and watch the fights with, you know, Sergeant Mish, um, they were standing screaming at the TVs. And by the end of the night, they were like the next day at breakfast, they were all like, thank you for inviting us. That was fucking unbelievable. And then Connor came out with the, with the Sinead O'Connor music and, Chad Mendez had fucking um, the dude from Stain playing Aaron, Aaron Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Lewis. It was just like one hell of a show. It was just a great show. And, uh, you know, you know, that's why I love Robbie Lawler. Like the, like you said, that fight is the, like the epitome of what you want to be as a fighter right there. Exactly. That's why. I Lip hang. Yeah. Yes. I hope I don't ever have that. That, that looked kind of painful. I did it. Took, <laughs> it took a while to, to heal up. Yeah, that's yeah. a little crazy. You, you know yeah. what I wanted to was say when we we're going through this this list? Randy Couture. Did you guys know he was a sergeant in the army? From he was in the army, eighty two to eighty eight. I didn't know that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Jim is set up like a military base. Mm -hmm. He um. So I I don't read much, believe it or not. I don't know if you guys thought I, I'm a big reader, but uh, so my wife tries to get me to read books as, as often as she possibly can. And the only ones she can get me to read are like autobiography type books about people like him. And she bought me the, the natural. It's called the natural and it's about Randy Couture and it's about his life. And uh, right. I did know, I did know about that. So yeah. very awesome dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fellas. So we shot the shit about uh, the greatest of all times. We had some fun tonight. I wanted to thank you for coming on tonight, Mr. Brad Kelly. We ran through some problems at the beginning, but at this time, I'll let you uh, shout out any sponsors or anything you want to do, and then we'll get out of here for the evening. Uh, first and foremost, of course, Audra with Alpha Evolution. You know, she's my go-to on everything. She takes care of everything for me. Uh, Breaking Banks, they're one of my biggest sponsors. Graham's MMA, Eric Graham, he's uh, my head coach. And uh, Lewis Screen Printing, they do a lot of they do a lot of sponsors for me and everything. So I gotta give a shout out to them. I don't have that many, but I'm working on it. <laughs> That's all of them. Oh well, you yeah. know Joe Elmore. Hey, yeah, yeah. Credit Joe Elmore, man, like running off like this. He's got the Star Wars freaking thing going by forever. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm gonna give me a little studio like that too when I make it when I make it big. Hell yeah! Well, thank you very much for coming on, Brad. We'll catch up down the road. Hopefully, we see you in Miami. I'm thinking. Man, I, hey, Miami, if not, they mentioned July 26th back in Biloxi. I'm tired of fighting in Mississippi, man. I'm tired of fighting in Mississippi. <laughs> I'm good enough to travel. <laughs> but you will if you have to, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like right, right after right. me and oh, Nate told me, he was like, hey, man, we're going to be going to Biloxi July 26th. I was just like, okay, I lost, so I get it. I got to stay at home, <laughs> you know. But it is what it is. I'll get out of Mississippi one day. Hell yeah, man. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for battling through the de- technical difficulties we had a little earlier tonight. And uh, you were an awesome guest. We will catch up down the road. Sure, man. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too, brother. See ya. All right, Mike. We made it through another one. Um, yep. We made it through another one. It is up. Uh- Hey, I'm still here. I think if I'm still live, Kyle's just went uh, off the reservation. So if I'm still live, I'm going to take over the show. It's going to be called uh, The Mike Show. That's very, very creative of me. I never saw this happen before, but if you guys are still watching. Hey, hey, yeah, I can hear you. You disappeared. I kept talking like it was my show. I took over. I call it the The Mike Show now. Can you see Welcome me? My show. Um, I have no screen, right? Nah, you know your screen's out. So let's call it a night. All right, my man. Let's uh, let's call it a night. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I know this one went a little long. We had a little technical difficulties. You can't even see me right now, but uh, I'm flipping you all off as I speak. <laughs> I'm just joking. I would never do that. I love you all. And uh, tune in tomorrow night. We got. Tyler El Tornado or El Tornado Good John at 9 o'clock, followed by Britain Hart 4.0 at 9.30. And uh, we'll have some fun tomorrow night, as we always do. Take it easy.